You're listening to LanguageCasa.com's Football Language Podcast. Hi everyone, to the podcast for all lovers of the beautiful game football and all those who want to improve their English language skills. My name is Damon, speaking in a rather grey and wet Tokyo, uh, not the spring weather I was hoping for, as Japan enjoys a week holiday called Golden Week. Down the line in London is Damien. How are things in the southeast of England, Damien? All good here, Damon. Uh, hello, everyone. And uh, hello to you too, Damon. Uh, yeah. Good to hear from you. We seem to have missed each other over the past couple of weeks. Um, Indeed. It was a blustery day here in London. Uh, there's a lot of wind as a storm is blowing over the country. Um, but we look forward to another weekend's football. Uh, talking of which, what games have you seen this week? Uh, well, I've been focused on Liverpool, so I watched uh, the Friday night game against Huddersfield and their game against Cardiff before that, uh, and I also saw the midweek game, which saw Manchester City beat their rivals, Man United. Disappointing for me, as I was hoping they'd drop points. How about you? Well, I also have been watching lots of games in the Premier League title running. I saw Liverpool beat both Cardiff and Huddersfield this week, Manchester City beat Spurs, and then Manchester United on Wednesday. I also went along to the new Tottenham Stadium on Tuesday to see my team Spurs play Brighton in the Premier League, where the home team scored a late winner to maintain their top four hopes. Uh, An amazing stadium that has really uh, transformed the area where I grew up as a boy. I was actually a little emotional as I went back there for the first time in over two years. Um, By the way, I talk a little more about the new stadium in a mini podcast that uh, patrons to our show will be able to access. That sounds a good podcast to check out. I bet it was emotional seeing the change, but maybe still feeling at home. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, I saw Brighton draw at home to Newcastle last night, which should guarantee them Premier League football next Mm. season. Um, While I also watched Barcelona beat Levante 1-0 to secure or claim their 26th La Liga title. Wow, amazing stuff. Right, Damon, what do we have on this week's show? Well, we'll start, as usual, with some of the football stories from the last week in the good, the bad and the ugly section. And we'll follow that with a football language quiz question, which this week is connected with a prepositional phrase. After that, it's our football language phrase of the week, which this week looks at how we describe a type of pass. To finish, we have some predictions where we look at three Premier League matches and look ahead to the Champions League semi-finals featuring your team, Tottenham, and my team, Liverpool. (laughs) I still can't believe it. (laughs) Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com and that message was in French. Next up is our first section, the good, the bad and the ugly, where we take a look at some of the stories in the football news from last week. Damon, what was good? Well, this is the time of year when titles 
and silverware are one, so hats off to Juventus, who have made it eight titles in a row in Serie A. The Italian champions secured another title by beating Fiorentina 2-1 last weekend. In fact, the same day that their women's team also won the title, an historic double for the Turin side. As Damien mentioned earlier, Barcelona also won their domestic league this weekend, their 26th La Liga title in total, and Leo Messi's 10th, 10. Uh, in France, PSG finally wrapped up another league Un title, their 6th in the past 7 years, with 5 games still to go. But they were unable to win the double as they were beaten on penalties by Rang in last night's French Cup final. Well done to Rang, who won their first trophy since 1971. Great stuff, great stuff. And congratulations also to Norwich City, who have been promoted to the Premier League after three years in the Championship, and to Liverpool, who won the FA Cup. Uh, OK, not that FA Cup. Uh, this was the youth side winning the youth FA Cup in a penalty shootout. I'll take that as silverware for Liverpool, though. Damien, what about bad? Well, it's been a really bad week for players, fans and officials of championship side Bolton Wanderers as the players refused to play their home game this weekend against Brentford after not receiving any payment from the club since February. Hmm. Now, the EFL, that's the organisation who runs the championship, have insisted that the club fulfil their fixtures. They have to play their games. But... If the players don't receive any salary this week, the already relegated club may not play their final two matches. Yikes. This is unreal, isn't it? Mm. It was also a bad weekend for Borussia Dortmund, who lost at home to local rivals Schalke in the Ruhr derby to damage their Bundesliga title hopes. Dortmund went ahead early but ended up losing 4-2, while they also had two men sent off to give title rivals Bayern Munich a huge boost before their game later on today. Indeed, the Bavarian side could go four points clear in pursuit of their seventh successive title. Uh, anything in our ugly section, Damon? Well, we'll be talking about the Champions League semi-finals later in this show, uh, but it's looking pretty bad for fans of Barcelona and Liverpool, who will have to fork out, that is pay, around €120 for tickets to the away fixtures. This will, of course, be on top of travel and accommodation. Liverpool raised their prices, as did Manchester United in the previous round, in response to Barcelona setting €119 as the price for away fans. Uh, At least Liverpool, again, like Man United, will use their extra money to subsidise the Liverpool fans' tickets. There's a big part of me that thinks that away tickets should be much cheaper to encourage fans to travel and give the game more atmosphere. So these high prices set by Barcelona are definitely not good for the game. Fair point. Um, Another ugly story concerned the bans and fines that UEFA gave to teams and players yesterday. Uh, We found out that international side Montenegro will have to play their next home match behind closed doors. Doors, which means that no supporters will be allowed to watch the game after their fans were found guilty of racist behaviour in their match against England last month. One game behind closed doors. A poor response 
from UEFA. Very poor. Now, you can get in touch with us via our football language forums. We have lots of questions and answers about all sorts of football language there. Whilst you can also get in touch with us via our social media or directly by email at admin at languagecaster.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook. That's Learning English Through Football, as well as Instagram, where I have posted some photos from the new Tottenham Stadium. Magnificent. Now, earlier on this week, Sandara contacted us via our site to ask us about the preposition in when used in the phrase whip in across. She said that she sometimes hears commentators say send in a ball, swing in a ball and so on. And she wanted to know what does in actually refer to? Well, thanks for the question, Sandara. Uh, The particle in here suggests that the ball will be played into the penalty area, the box or a dangerous attacking area. The idea is that if a ball is swung in, it suggests that the ball will arrive into the box. And I hope that helps. Yep, thanks for that question, Sandara. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast, everyone. And you can do this with iTunes, Tuned In, Stitcher, or any other podcast player. And we'd like to point you in the direction of patreon.com, where you can support us for as little as $2. This helps us keep our podcast free and helps us keep our site and massive football glossary open to everyone. Of course, you can get a few extras on top of the transcripts for all our shows, including that listening report on the new Tottenham Stadium that Damien mentioned earlier in the show, and an audio report on the phrase, No Man's Land, that I posted today. Right, it's time for our weekly football language quiz question. Damien, what have we got? Okay, in yesterday's Premier League game between Watford and Wolves, uh, home striker Andre Gray scored after a mistake from the away side's defence. We can say that he capitalised blank, a mistake by the defence. We want to know what preposition can fit in this phrase. Is it 1. Capitalised in a mistake 2. Capitalised over a mistake. Three, capitalised by a mistake. Or four, capitalised on a mistake. And we'll have the answer at the end of the show. Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com and that message was in Mandarin. I feel some football language coming on. Damien, what's this week's football phrase? Yep, time for some football language, and this week we'll look at the adjective pinpoint. The adjective pinpoint is used when you want to say something is accurate or precise. In football, it is mostly combined with the noun cross to give a pinpoint cross. This means a cross that goes exactly where the player wanted it to go. Usually, the pinpoint cross sets up a goal-scoring chance.